Hey guys, welcome to Cult Film Review, the podcast where we discuss the films you love, but no one else gets, and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, I'm a little worried, because this film hits home. Uh, until I saw this film, I didn't realize that everyone on this podcast may be in serious danger. Kyle, Chris, Mike, you may all be in serious danger. I had no idea that being a PJ, if you don't know what a PJ is, that's podcast jockey, could literally drive a woman insane. So this week, we're talking about Play Misty For Me, the directorial debut of none other than Clint Eastwood. So let's just start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hey guys, I am your host Cody Everett Thank you for joining us whenever you're listening to this Morning, evening, noon, whatever, it doesn't matter Uh, I would like to say please, please subscribe to our podcast Please fill out a review for us also It helps us out a lot Helps us climb those charts that Mm -hmm. we've been trying to climb And are we climbing them? We are We We sure are are. We got a uh, one new review uh, I will Ooh. I will share that at the end. Oh shoot! We, we got a what? A what? Yeah, we I got give a one shout review. Out. Yeah, we new got one. one new review on the iTunes. Oh. So when we get an okay. iTunes, thank you for reviewing. Yeah, when we get an iTunes review, we say thank you and we give you a shout out. So that's coming at the end of this episode. <laughs> a little encouragement for you. Yeah. Look, look, for, look, there. For, look forward to that uh, to that <laughs> shout out. It might be you. That's how we know who's gonna play Misty for us. Uh, is if you uh, fill that out for us. Anyways. Uh, I'm Cody Everett, like I said before. I am joined by Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going? Chris Willenbrecht. What's up? And Michael Salusio. Hello, everybody. Tonight, we're talking about Play Misty for, for Me. It is my pick. If you don't know, it's directed by Clint Eastwood. Came out in 1971. Had a budget of uh, 95000 No, 950000 yeah. yeah, around there. Yeah. 950000 Yeah, how'd it do? It made a shit ton. It made $10.6 million. Uh, it was filmed in That's California at Caramel by the Sea, which actually Eastwood was elected mayor in 1986 mm. of this town. Interesting. Uh, yeah. It has uh, a Rotten Tomatoes of 83%, and it is rated R. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh restricted. I think it had to be the boob one. shots, because there was nothing else. What boob shots? There was at least one what boob What do you mean shot? what boob shots? There was three boob shots. I did not see a single There you go, boob. Mr. Skin. We got the boob shots. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Can you recall them? Yeah, I don't yeah. re- remember any of them. Uh, hour 13. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hour 13. Time code. That's a, time code one that's a, that, that's a, 13, that's a wild 25. guess, but... Around an hour thirteen is when that montage was happened. So I think that's a pretty well. Pretty no, great the first guess. time Clint, the first time boob. Clint Eastwood lasered down. Yeah, yeah. You see, you see it in like the yep. in the in the moonlight yep. or what can so I? You see? got some moon boob. <laughs> no, I didn't see any moon, moon boob. side boob. Did I get the PG version of this? Maybe. No. no. There all are. You just don't know it's boob. If you're wondering like where we're talking about these boobs and maybe what we're talking about, uh, if you don't know, this film is uh, basically it's about a brief fling between a male disc jockey, Clint Eastwood, and an obsessed female fan. And that takes a frightening and perhaps even deadly turn when another woman enters the picture. Mm. Yeah, it's exactly what it that always, is. It always it, does. It's so frightening it and deadly. It always does. I do, want, I, yeah, I do want to say, I'm going to do my spiel. That's okay, what I was go going ahead. to do. Is that uh, I do want to say that I personally am going on record and saying this is not a cult film. 
but I'm going to ask you, Cody, why did you pick this film? Okay. I haven't got to uh, if this is a cult film yet or not. Okay. But That's we'll fine. get to that. That's we'll fine. I just want to get that out of the Going way. Going on record. You heard him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, there's uh, a bunch of reasons I picked this film. Okay. Uh, okay. So uh, my first reason is I wanted to do a Clint Eastwood film. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you went... I feel like... You didn't want to go with American Sniper. Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he, I find that odd. I've, no, yeah. I, I want one that he was acting in also. I feel like he gotcha. is a, he himself is a cult icon. Um, there, in my opinion, there are people who uh, are dedicated, hardcore Clint Eastwood fans mm-hmm. um, that will see everything that he makes or has seen everything he's made a hundred times. So I, I feel like he is a, is a cult person. Okay. Uh, was mm-hmm. one of the reasons. The second reason was that this is his directorial debut, mm-hmm. okay. um, which is going to link into another pick I have down the road. Um, not so much. It's just another debut of a director. Mean uh, Street. Not a Clint Eastwood. Yeah. That's what not, you're, you're, yeah. are you starting? You're starting a trend of picking directorial just debut for, films? Well, just for the next one gotcha. okay uh and then uh the other thing is is i'm not really that familiar with clint eastwood's work honestly um i westerns were never big in my house it's not something that we're ever playing so uh i never got into clint eastwood um check out magnum force yeah <laughs> you never seen any of the dirty harry's nope no dirty harry movies nope none of the uh, uh spaghetti westerns nope Okay, that's good. Bad. Uh, but have me. you seen the? He's you've seen some of his directorial. I've seen. Yeah, stuff, I've right? seen. You've like, seen yeah, Million Dollar Grand Baby, Torino. Yep. Grand Torino. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. His earlier films I have not seen. Gotcha. Um, um, every which way but loose. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was when I was growing up, I got into horror movies, and my mom, being the person that she was, said that the movie that she remembers scaring the shit out of her. When she was younger, was this movie called Play Misty for Me, which I had never heard of. Hmm. Um, and so I uh, saw it younger, and I just kind of wanted to revisit it because um, I don't know I don't know if it is a cult film, but I, I feel like it should be because uh, it's hmm. a genre starter. No, it isn't. What genre? The domestic uh, uh, disgruntled like a, lover? Like this, the, the, well, yeah, like the erotic thriller, basically. The erotic th- psychological thriller. I feel like there has to be more before that. What? That, that, that's that's the. We'll just put this that. This is 1971. We'll put that down on a maybe. We'll yeah, put that, that might out. be a maybe. That's, that's, that's a, the safe way to a, go. That's a hard maybe. <laughs> but there's a lot of movies that follow after this in, the, in a very similar style. Yeah. Okay. It kind of um, introducing yeah. the psychotic female I'm, yeah, I'm, antagonist, but all, but also the male too. Like they have. Like I thought about this too when I first saw this film. I just 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 to talk about it. Um, I thought for a second like there is a genre of film like Fatal Attraction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think, single white female, single white female stuff like that. Swim fan, swim fan. Yeah, the, the psychotic, fall. the hand that rocks the cradle. The psychotic yeah. female. Glad we all threw something. The obsessive out. female lover, the that, crush that that goes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But then I thought about it and I was like, there are male ones too. They have like swim um, fan. Uh, no, uh, uh, what is it? Um, fear. Oh, fear. That's fear, what I was thinking. Fear is like swim a, fan. a really big one where Step it's like father. the male yeah. is the one that's the obsessive lover. Right. So it, it kind of goes both ways. It's not just a female thing. Yeah, but no, I'm, that's been I'm, done I am wondering if this is the first film. I yeah. think. I think. Where, where? I mean, where are you going before this? You know, what? I'm Don't far worry, too I'm drunk around. to actually throw an educated guess out there. So I'm just going to say I'll come back to it. Okay, no problem. <laughs> what was the question? Uh, it, uh, he wants to know if there were other films before this one oh. that dealt with this kind of thing, and I feel like there was, but I honestly can't give an accurate assumption right now. So huh. I'm just not going to attempt to. I'm going right to the Hollywood Reporter for this one. Ready? Yeah. 
Okay. So has great anyone, podcast so far. Why he's, why has anyone seen this? <laughs> had anyone seen this film before? No. This. Nope. All first time viewers. Um, I had seen bits and pieces of it. It's one of those films where it's like I knew about it. When you said play Misty for me, I knew what it was. And it was one of those films like I didn't really so full of shit right no, no, now. No, no, no. It was one of those films like like I've never seen Mean Streets. Okay. Cuz it's like one of those films where it's just like okay, yeah, it's a, you know, this is like a like it's a film that started off somebody's career or something like that, but I I'll get to it eventually. Yeah. Because I watch films. Mm-hmm. And then you never get to those films well, this for is, like a decade. Yeah. This is This necess- is one of those films for me that was like that. This yeah. isn't necessarily one that Well, this kind of kicked off as directing, but not as acting. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, I've yeah. I've seen the spaghetti westerns. I've seen like Good the Bad and the Ugly and stuff like that. I just had never seen I mean, now you look at like like Clint Eastwood barely acts anymore, really. Yeah. Unless he's directing his mm-hmm. own yeah his own thing. Now he's known as a director and a fantastic director at that. Yeah. But Absolutely. um, yeah, it's just one of those things. Like sometimes you like you just got to get to it. You know. Yeah. I've never seen no, Paths of Glory. I've never seen Paths of Glory, but I love Kubrick. But I've never seen Paths of Glory. Hey, dude, I'm I'm on there with a lot of films like that. Like I get yelled at all the time from people who who yell at me. Mostly us <laughs> in the room. You yell all the time for people who yell at you. Yeah, for not seeing these, like for not seeing certain <laughs> movies. Oh you know yeah, I, mean? yeah. I know that comes with the territory. You can't see everything. Yeah, I, can, I you never, can try. That's for I, sure. This is always on my list, and the reason why is because I always remember the movie box cover from the video store mm-hmm. with her, yeah. her clutching that giant knife and him just kind of like laying there, like oh shit, like yeah. what's, what's about yeah. to happen? I was like, damn, yeah, what is about to happen? Exactly, what is about to happen? To this old man on this street <laughs> in this fancy car <laughs> with this fancy house. I don't really think he's that old. Is, is, does Clint Eastwood have this one of those faces where he's just always been an old he's man? He's always been sixty five. Yeah, no, kinda, yeah, I don't think he's sixty five. <laughs> I mean, but. dude, even going back to like looking at like for a few dollars more and, and go by the ugly, like that was the that was the beginning of his acting career, and he does just have kind of an aged look. Weathered face. Yeah. He's been through it. He's you know? creasy. Yeah. You know? did a lot, he did a He's lot of creasy. westerns. Probably got a lot of sun damage. I don't know. Yeah, yeah like, you know, being out there doing them do westerns. all those westerns, for yeah. sure, yeah. You know, what do you expect? He likes the hard look, though. You could tell by his acting style. People like to tune in to Cold Film Review just so we can talk about sun damage on certain actors' <laughs> yeah. face. It's, uh... <laughs> you know, it's it's, it, it's, one of the, it's one of those things that makes us a cut above the rest because, yeah. you know, we're, we're offering... Uh, something that they can't find you don't, everywhere else. You don't hear Nerdist dropping bombs like that. They don't. They, they don't, don't drop bombs like Sun Weathered Face and <laughs> where that may come. Where Just that may come from. Dookies on Clint Eastwood. Dookies. Dookies. I'm <laughs> dropping dookies on Clint Jesus. Eastwood. But that's Jesus. what you are. Verbal dookie. Oh, verbal, verbal dookie. dookie. All right. So why don't we take a break? And when we come back, we'll talk more about Play Misty for me. We'll actually get into it. And I guess we'll drop some more verbal dookie. Hours of music to be very, very nice to each other by. Caramel, Dave Garner speaking. Hello. Hi, what'll it be? Play Misty for me. Misty, huh? We have that right on the play rack. Thanks for calling. I see you got your little Misty chick calling you again. Righty. Swing low. You take it easy now. Huh? All right, guys, so we're back, and we are going to correct me right away. We did find a <laughs> film that is uh, pretty much this genre the, before this movie. It was Sunset Boulevard. So for everybody who's yelling at their car stereo or wherever you're listening to right now, <laughs> Sunset fucking Boulevard, you idiots! We found it. <laughs> 
<laughs> so my bad. I love on-air corrections. <laughs> um, Less editing for me to do. So one of the things I wanted to talk about first was that opening scene. Let's get into that. It's uh, very long, has a lot of credits. Here's my question for you, and I wanted I wanted to know if anybody else picked up on this. How how long does it take to get from Clint Eastwood's house? That wasn't his house. Where was he? He was at uh, he was at his girlfriend's house. That's why the painting of himself okay. was in the window. Well, then how long does it take to get from your girlfriend's house to uh, the? Radio station? Apparently, Apparently uh, nine hours. Yeah. Apparently all fucking day. It literally goes from day to night. By the time he arrives... Maybe he stopped, yeah. maybe stopped for a cocktail. He does not way. stop. I mean, <laughs> I mean, was it like 4.30 or, you know, was it like 10 a.m. in You know what, shot? maybe that's the reason why their relationship didn't work out at first. It was just like, you know what, like these long-distance relationships. She's like, but you only live three hours away. She does, and make, he's just like, but that's still long distance. She, technically, she does make a point later on in the film to say that the house is secluded when she's going through all yeah. of the roommates, yeah. like how why it's hard to keep a roommate. Right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, how fucking secluded you know are we what? talking you, about? You know, you know what, though? Do you know why that drive took so long? And it's something that I already uh, we kind of discussed was that in the seventies they put the credits at the beginning, so you had to yeah. fill up the credit time with shit happening on screen. Yeah. What better than a drive with with a real real rock and jazz number? Was this movie <laughs> was this movie uh, two seventies for anyone here? Uh, it's I very seventies. Uh, I didn't feel like it. It, yeah. it was. I mean, as I've, as I've like, seen I've seen a lot of other seventies films. I mean, Danger yeah. Diet. Well, what was that? Sixties. Yeah, that was sixties. Oh well, uh, close enough. The clothes and the hair mostly close. really sell the early seventies. Not only yeah. not only that, but his house. I love it. I love his house to death. But I'm like, that's a fucking awesome. Does that 70s house not house. have any doors? Uh, no, it does. It has a front. It has a front door that opens up to a stone pathway a, that a koi pond is a koi is pond. It a koi pond, <laughs> basically. It's great. Yeah. He's got a tree growing in his living room. In his fucking living room. He's doing all right. Yeah. He's doing all right as a DJ. Well, yeah. what the fuck? That was my biggest complaint is like, how much does this job really pay? He's driving, Different times. He's driving this sweet ass car. Different times. Radio. I'm sorry, but radio was king. Was it? Yeah. Radio, what do, you, radio, have, what do yeah. you have now? You have TV, kind of. What, what, and then you it? have radio and film. Yeah, well, he it. was like video a video ce- killed the, the the he was like a celebrity star, is what you're but, telling huh? me. He this is like, video killed the radio star, but video wasn't that. He was a low really, exactly. This yeah. is the '70s. This is radio. He, he was making bank. Really? Okay. Bank. All right. He was enough. a local celebrity who was about to. Uh, so the way I would equivalent it, especially with the um the relationship that he has later on with the the older lady about the job he's trying to get, which is a great scene that happens later. Yeah, I love that scene. Um, but. That that is in my mind what I equivalented that was is he's at like the local station he's at like your local news station right mm-hmm. and this is his opportunity to get on like Fox News or CNN no this what? is this is this is Good Morning America yeah, yeah they, they like, came knocking a big boy like this is a big <laughs> one they came a knocking and then this uh, Evelyn shows up and then just. Just shits on that whole thing. Shits on the whole. Well, thing. she shits on everything almost almost immediately. It seems like. I, they don't waste any time sh- show, the showing crazy? off her craziness. No, not at all. No. But anyways, the the movie opens up with this the great long scene of of him getting to work. Um, is let me ask this question too. Did anyone else wish that he would have cast someone else as the DJ? What? Which one? Like he the, like he didn't play the DJ. And, oh, like if you would he would have cast somebody somebody else, else besides himself. Mm. I, d- d- wait, I, I, to some extent, yes. Because I'm so used to seeing 
Clint Eastwick play Harry Hall or, or Harry Callahan, yeah, or uh, any of his Western films. Yeah, he's always playing the. He's the always playing the tough badass. guy. It's it's really weird to see him in a. Yeah, but I mean, he's done like a, he's uh, done a couple movies where he's kind of against type. No, I understand that, yeah. but it it it's always weird when I see. Yeah. Clint Eastwood play uh, a vulnerable character. I thought it was I. I personally, because I, 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 unlike you, Cody, Thank I, you. I did watch a lot of westerns growing up, and I watched. Uh, I went through a phase in probably high school where I did like I. I try to watch every single Clint Eastwood movie I can get my hands on. Yeah, and this this just never was one of them. But it was re- it to me personally, it was refreshing to see him play a more vulnerable, a more normal, a more everyday character because his characters are always. They're always like you know, super cop. Okay, so super here's my here's guy. my qu- here's my question to you though. Do you think he accomplished that? Um, do you feel like w- there was within, a fight w- between within, that within <laughs> within Clint Eastwood's uh, range of range and yeah. acting chops? He did the best he could. <laughs> I thought I thought no, it was yep, pretty no, good. And that's and that's that's where my kind of point is too. Is like it's like man, it kind of been believable if it was someone like. In jazz, bro, like you're a jazz DJ, like, mm. hey guys, just gonna read you some poetry. It's like his try- impression of Casey Kasem. That's exactly is, what this should have been. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey guys, here's another jazzy tune for you. All those slow lovers. Out. Yeah. <laughs> slow lovers. <laughs> the people that take a long time <laughs> to love. You know you 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 feel. You know cool. who you are. <laughs> All right. I was waiting for him to be like, and then I'm going to grab my gun and shoot every motherfucker in the room. <laughs> you sons of bitches. Like, it was just, we- it was weird hearing his it, voice it really as weird. a DJ. Yeah, yeah. It is It is completely weird seeing him in this kind of role. But like I said, I, I mean, I can't, I can't, okay, I can't knock him for doing it no. because I thought it was, it was probably something he's he wanted to do after doing all these other, all these other Western cowboy action films is probably something he definitely really wanted to do was the break mm-hmm. type because right before this, the year before this, he did uh, Two Meals for Sister Sarah, which is yep. another uh, Western. It's American Western, but it's got spaghetti style to it. Um, and do I think Clint Eastwood has the range to play a fully um, emotional, fully, um, uh, what's the word you used earlier? Are vulnerable. You, vulnerable character. Yeah. I think he does. Does his voice and face get in the way of that? He is a very, very hard, cold stare. He is like, <laughs> and the, a very, yeah. he has very harsh features, and his voice has a very, very low timber to it. So yeah. it, even as, as vulnerable as he wants to be, it doesn't actually come across because it. it his know. face can't make those <laughs> vulnerabilities. It's not, happen. it's not so much that his face can't make. It's just that his face looks so. He's got the. When he squints, he's got that. He's got that Clint Eastwood. Well, he's got like that three mile stare. Yeah, that's he, always constantly. Yes. but I mean, he doesn't in, in like Million Dollar Baby. Like the first half yeah. of that film is just him being like, "I'm a hard nosed fucking boxing instructor." Yeah, or whatever. but keep in mind that's like that's after forty years, yeah, forty of years experience. of experience. But I mean, Grant Torino's not like that. Grant Torino's like he's hard nosed throughout the whole film. Yeah, but like, that was to a totally dick. different character. No, I understand that. I'm just saying that like he's always. He, he has it's tough because he's range. built. He's built an entire career off of playing that hard nosed, like hardcore character that doesn't yeah, let emotion. He's a tough guy. Well, like I mean, Unforgiven is like one of those films too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know really how vulnerable he is as a character really in this film either. Because okay, I, I the the things I will and I know a lot of it is the character trying to protect his own ass, but with Clint Eastwood playing it, it doesn't come off that way in my opinion. A lot of the scenes he has with the, the with the detective, 
where he won't give information about Evelyn mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily so much come off as I'm trying to protect my own ass is like, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I'll agree with that. And I and, and, and I, I would I would agree. I think part of that is is a choice of acting, how he handled the scene, but I think also I mean story it, that that scene wasn't exactly probably not written the best to like because yeah. why should he be so defensive? But I think you're right. I think the Clint East Woody is Wood isms. I like Woodyism. Yeah. Clint, <laughs> Clint East Woodyisms came through. So he's like He's trying to he's trying to seem like concerned or trying to protect himself, but it just comes off as "fuck you." It it is a problem because it, throughout this entire film, it is the one area where I was just like, "just get a restraining order." Yeah, yeah. like just get a restraining order. <laughs> yeah, that's like the same. You, ca- you call up the cops, they I, immediately show up and they say, "get the fuck out of here." I have a restraining like, order. <laughs> day day two, I'm like, uh, day two when she shows up with yeah. the groceries, I'm just like, "why did you just leave?" When she said, "oh, actually, I'm a fan." Guys, I snuck out. I've been staking out this bar. I'm like, okay, that's creepy <laughs> as fuck. Hey, at the time, maybe it was yeah. flattering because he was gonna, he was going to get that. You know what? Too it. many of these situations have happened since this film that nobody trusts that yeah, anymore. Nobody, nobody goes for that. What is that game they're playing at the bar? It's by not. The way? It's, it's not real. It's not a real it's game. It's not a real game. game. They made it up just to, to they get, to her, get to her, her over there. there. Which yeah, guess okay. what? Create interest. Guess what? Spoiler alert. He didn't really need. She was already there. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, to, to answer Chris, it was a fake. It was just they were making up shit. It was a brilliant setup, though. That was a, that's really a great. Was. Yeah, that's 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 could've, how Wingman works, right there. They could have played it. Uh, well, that's a well, uh, who is that? That's a director. The bartender's a director, I believe. Do you think he was wrong for being flattered and and uh, obviously? Did you a watch chance? the movie? Yeah. Did you not see what happened? Yeah, in the movie? I see. I, that's a that's a possibility. But so th- no, I see what you're saying. You're asking is it. If the situation had worked out where it was simply a one stand, he never saw her again. Is he wrong? Is what you're asking? Well, this is kind the, of yeah. This is the question that I asked Mike earlier. Okay, uh, and he had an answer for. It. I want to see what you guys think. Uh, do you think? And uh, maybe this wasn't a, a thing in the '70s. I don't know. But do you think that his character might have been a sex addict, or do you think he's just a player and he crushed a lot? <laughs> uh, I think he is famous in a small town and. He enjoys that fame, and he and he takes advantage of it. Well, and the girlfriend what, alludes to that. That, but he, that's yeah. that's why I bring up. That's why I bring up. I wonder if he's a sex addict because I, didn't, I don't think he's a sex addict. Well, here's here's hear me out first before you jump in on this. I'm jumping in on. I'm, I'm jumping in before you finish. Don't, see, that's Clint Eastwood's problem. in This movie. Yep, I'm Clint Eastwood uh, he, he's this, this entire episode. He's, he's jumping on him and finishing. Uh, so <laughs> what I what I mean is is like obviously that he he had cheated on his girlfriend before with several of her. Roommates. Roommates. Certainly. Um, and it was something that they had joked around. So he was in a relationship sleeping with this girl and had no control over it. Not only that, after the four months that she's been gone or whatever, uh, she basically uh, comes back to finding him having more sex with other people. And then when they kind of get back together, he's still sleeping with Evelyn. Hey man, it's a swinging seventies. What do you want? <laughs> they don't call it that for nothing. <laughs> I mean, they, I mean, I don't feel like there was. That, I don't feel like. I mean, I guess, I guess maybe, but I don't feel like I was. I have enough evidence to make a a blanket statement as to say yes, he was a sex addict in the film. I, I mean, I don't know that he's a sex addict. I mean, but there's de- it's definitely something that multiple characters throughout this film make mention of, like. You know, Dave's a dude. You know, he can't he can't settle down. He's always got his eyes wandering. Yeah. He's always the type mm-hmm. of guy that can't like really commit to one girl, and that's his biggest problem throughout this entire film. I mean, that at the core, that's his biggest conflict. Yeah, is that even when Evelyn appears to be insane, 
he still sleeps with her again. Yeah. <laughs> and again. And then it's like she commits suicide, and then he kind of like, well, maybe I'll just kind of... Hold her. Yeah, <laughs> hold her, essentially. Let her stay at her place. Um, I mean, I guess it, it all boils down to why didn't he get the the restraining order. I guess I just answered my own question. But the, uh, the, Why doesn't he get his restraining order? Because he has this internal fault about himself that he can't... Um, he can't say no to women, I guess, to some extent, or he can't say no to being well, uh, it, it was desired. Even, it was okay. even it, it was even yeah. alluded that he was going to sleep with that old lady. It was alluded to that. Well, I mean, what do you by, mean? By, by, I mean the, by, Evelyn alluded to it no, because no, no, she no. Was, Evelyn was not the only one. Who did his DJ friend? Uh, oh, his, his DJ name. friend uh, was just giving him shit. Nah, I don't it know. wasn't. It wasn't well, a real wait, thing. Wait, 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 but That's it could be. It, it could be he was giving him shit because. This is his. Yeah, but we don't know that. I can't make a. I make an we assumption. Do, uh, we do uh, know that from it, his past. It, we, we can we can say that because a little bit because we have to ana- we have to acknowledge the fact that the character that is his best friend knows more about the character than we do as audience. All right. I mean, how do you, how do you how do you gather information from a film in any way? And it's always is, by listening to other people and how they right. I just the character. Said, I, Look, it, definitely it, whether too. whether I agree with it or not is is circumstantial. It doesn't matter. Like yeah. I'm just saying, I personally didn't see it that way, but I'm not yeah. discrediting your opinion. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that. Like the only reason that I think that that character would make a joke, like I would never make that joke to you, because I know you're not the type of person that sleeps his way to the top. Well, that's because I'm not good with women, yeah. Mike. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, you think it's too. a common trait, and and right. so that's just kind of like a eh, yeah. I know how you if are. If you're gonna poke fun at somebody, you normally yep. do it because that it, it, there's some level of truth to it. Do you guys feel like uh, Eastwood kind of went maybe too artsy in this film? Artsy? Um, no. <laughs> I don't think it bothered me. I don't think I. I can't tell if it's artsy or just oversight. No, like, I think I think it. I think there. I, I see where Cody's coming from because I did see a lot of shots that look like long shots, held on shots. He wanted to. He wanted to to make 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 the scene more uh, grandiose and beautiful. Like even the the intro scene where he's just at her house. Like that whole that whole helicopter kind of pan up to him shot is really long. Him looking over into the water is long. And it's like single tracking shot as he walks up the stairs, looks out in the window and then goes back downstairs. Like these are all, these are all like more, I think they, to me, they struck me as a, somebody who's directing for the first time, kind of wanting to do the things that he likes. Well, and I also like, I also found that I think the way that he shot uh, himself uh, and uh, God, what's her name? The one he actually likes. Oh, um, to- 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 Toby. 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 Thank yeah. you. Jesus. Uh, him and t- him and Toby. If, if you notice, a lot of their scenes together when they're uh, taking the ring back to Mordor, um, <laughs> a lot of their scenes are very. It's very shot very far away. Yeah. yeah. Even when they have that whole love scene in in the, in the lake, and I think that's on purpose to give you the feeling that Somebody someone is watching. watching. Yeah. From a distance, mm-hmm. like Evelyn or something like that, which they show uh, earlier in the film too. Yeah. So I think I, he did a lot of he did a lot of shots that you could you, that you could say are like kind of got kind of a artistic way of show, artistic way of showing like a POV. I think that was like there was actual thought put into that. It, yeah, I want I want to say that I agree with you too because you make a good point. Yeah, why are the shots far away? But that's also like there's also part of me that feels like this is just a '70s convention. There's a lot of shots that like it's like we got to play the whole song. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just that's do a montage true. and play that whole song for like two and a half minutes. Yeah. yeah, like that's how I felt like that one scene is. It's like they go to the, the jazz festival, or oh, I mean, no, the whole, the whole, the whole like after the fact yeah. that after uh, uh, Evelyn gets arrested, and then he's like making yeah. his attempt to like reconcile his relationship with Toby, and then waterfall they show sex. it by doing like waterfall sex, <laughs> having sex on a bed of fucking clovers. Um, it looked more like, like going on a beach, me, but... wa- long walks on the beach. And it's all to this one song that just never ends. It just right. plays yeah. from beginning to yeah, end. Yeah, that, that's definitely, I mean, that's definitely a thing in all yeah. films. 70s. Uh, uh, 70s, 80s. A little bit 80s. A little bit 80s, yeah. You, you license a song, yeah. you fucking, oh, you that got your was money's a, worth. That was a music video at that time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stop. What's going on here? Oh, don't send me away. No, I want to ask you a question. I just wanted to surprise you. Surprise? What happens if he and I had been talking business? Or maybe I have female company or something, and you come traipsing in with an armload of groceries. That would be some surprise. I'm sorry. Why don't you keep that stuff? I think I've lost my appetite. Hey, hang on a minute. I'm just trying to tell you something, that's all. I don't understand. Should I go? Should I stay? What do you want? I'm trying to tell you that there's a telephone, and I pick it up and I dial it. You answer, and I say, hey, what are you doing? I say I'll be right over. Fine. Next time, why don't we do it that way? Uh, did anyone sympathize with Evelyn, or did they just paint her straight as a psycho? Sympathize with her no, I as mean, her character I at all? I I wanted to at first. I, I wanted. Did, to I didn't at know. First. I'll say this: I didn't know how to. How am I, I supposed to? Can. How am I supposed I to sympathize with her? She's the way. The way I feel like she's portrayed and projected right off the bat is she's just, just fucking nuts, nuts. Yeah. dude. I love it. I love. I love it too. Like just. Uh, when she's in the car and they're number one, how lo- loud were they talking I outside know. of their neighbor's yeah, house? No kidding. They weren't even shouting. They're like whispering, and the neighbor comes like, "Hey, I'm trying to sleep." I'm like Jesus Christ! And then she <laughs> yeah. snaps, which is great. Yeah, she says, "Fuck off, yeah. asshole!" Like, <laughs> so good. Like, I loved it. I yeah. thought it was a good a good performance for her to like snap in and out of these mm-hmm. different personalities. Even, even uncomfortable too. She did a really great job. This like I feel like this movie is like a is like an exercise in like forcing yourself to be comfortable in a very uncomfortable situation. Like the entire I'll say that this entire film made I I felt uncomfortable like ninety percent of the time watching this. Like oh yeah. She her performance was on point. Even the scene where she takes the keys and she's like, kind of like she fucking she jiggles him outside, jiggle him like oh. he's a fucking dog. And I'm yeah. just like, oh my god! Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. This is Clint Eastwood. He's like, you know, he's a badass. But I feel like shit watching this. Like this chick is fucking brutal because it reminisces that I don't know if anybody's ever had this situation happen to. I'm sure we all have had it, but uh, that situation where somebody takes a joke too far. Yeah, and. Like if you're the outsider watching it, you're like any second this guy's gonna punch this guy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's how it felt that whole time. Yep. Like, just give him the fucking keys back, please. Yeah. Just give it like the joke's over. Like we get yeah. it. You oh, know. But it added to that creep factor. Oh yeah, it did. Like she just couldn't end it. She I think, I think, it, 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 it like it maybe it added to the creep factor, but I think it definitely added to. I'm going to hate this person factor. Like, <laughs> no matter what redeeming quality well, comes it, up, they just I, keep throwing more shit for me to hate about her. <laughs> I think it, I think it deals to also like that, that break of what we understand as social norms. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like everybody should have an understanding of what to say to people, what not to say yeah. to people, how to react in, in, in a social society. Like this woman is completely. Yeah. She's outside out, of out it. Out the fucking. Yeah. She's off she's the outside, fucking reservation. Outside like of, she doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I would agree with that. Definitely. I love the. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say. <laughs> I just thought of. I just remembered that one scene. Though the same scene with the car keys. Yeah. Hey, lady, you need help? Fuck off. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go. That guy's got more problems. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the scene with the keys. The one thing that did throw me off of it uh, of it was it was like the worst piece of ADR work in the film. This movie I was like, really bad. ADR. I was like, who the yeah. fuck? Was doing the who, keys don't who sound like two cans banging together. <laughs> yeah. No, this movie. The, the, I'll say that the 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 sound design and the 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 mixing and everything and the ADR work um, was was uh, pretty terrible yeah. throughout. Like especially all those long walk scenes. Yeah. Like it sounds like they're it like you know they're, they're a mile away on screen, but it sounds like they're in a tin can next to your ear. It's just like <laughs> all right. I mean, who was a foley artist on this? Like what I, happened? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah did it look work that You don't study foley artists. <laughs> yeah, sorry yeah. guys. Um, go he did not win an Oscar. I'm gonna my guess. foley encyclopedia. <laughs> favorite scenes? Anybody got any favorite scenes? Let's start with Kyle. Let's go to Chris. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely the, uh, I mean, like the maid scene, like made me kind of like, uncomfortable yeah. and cringe and, and scared. And like, yeah, yeah, she finds her just like crouched down, just tearing shit up. And like the whole apartment's yeah. just wrecked. She's and, like doing that heavy breathing thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> But you could, uh, but that doesn't. I, I I thought for sure. I'm like, dude, if I heard all that shit, I would not be going to investigate. I would fucking investigate. No, that made's like the 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 one of the best characters in the movie too. She's instantly likable right off oh, the bat. Yeah, I like yeah, her. yeah. Instant charm, instant screen presence right off the bat. It's fantastic. And then yeah, Birdie. That's yeah, her Birdie. Name. And then Birdie just gets sliced up like dude. nobody's business. Yeah. yeah, I thought she was dead, but I, yeah. turns out. Yeah, me too. You uh, can I'm kill glad, Birdie. I'm She's glad too likable. Yeah, she's too like. She got one last word in before they hauled her off on and the she's stretcher. Just like, ah! Did she get? She make some smart ass comment. Is that she's? She, what was her last yeah. word? It was. It like, was uh, uh, something about cleaning the place. Yeah, it was something about. I can't remember. That's gonna drive me nuts. But yeah, it was something about cleaning the place. Yeah, I would say. I, 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 okay, yeah, my favorite scene would actually be at the end when Cleese Wood gets to the house and all the lights are off, and um, Evelyn is like running around like. Unusually fast and dodging in and out of the shadows, like it was a it's like really Chucky. It was right a really around there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I got, I got what I got from that actually is like a straight up like giallo, like yeah. Italian mm-hmm. slasher suspense totally. thriller. Like it had the exact same feel of the climax of the film, like this one did. And she's like, you don't know where she's gonna pop out. And it was just, I thought it was shot well, and I thought, yeah, I thought it was uh, unnerving. Was Mike? Um, it's it's either the key scene because that's. That's the scene. Where That's you, just creepy as fuck. It's just really creepy, but also like the ending is great in this. <laughs> the death scene is, is oh, the fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It, and and it, can I just say it's the haymaker? It, it kind of feels like it, it. It's misplaced in this film. Yeah, totally. It really does. Like to this point, like no one's really. I mean, a few people have died, but like in a pretty like humdrum kind of way. This one is like grandiose as fuck. Yeah. And you like know that what? woman hits that cliff like eight and, times. And like <laughs> just Cl- just Clint Eastwood's punch alone, I feel like comes out of nowhere. I like, know it does. It's it's like it's like McFly's punch to Biff at the end of yeah. Bad- it's like, oh look at him. He just finally got some strength to throw but a like, punch. But like if he punched Biff and then he, when he hit when Biff hit the ground he exploded. <laughs> <laughs> like where the fuck did that come from? It's a time anomaly. Marty he explodes! Oh my god! 
Go on. It's true, though. They did get their money's worth out of that (laughs) dummy body they threw off that cliff. Uh, My favorite would be going back and uh, and would be the scene where Evelyn shows up. They all involve Evelyn. Oh, oh, yeah. Where she shows up for the meeting and and thinks it's another woman. And then just, I was like, I was embarrassed for him. Me too. Like, I I was like, if this would happen to me, I like, and he goes back. I was like, I would not go back. I feel like, (laughs) oh my God, I know he was so calm, too. Just reaching out the cab window, like trying to grab my I love you. Oh, so good. This movie takes so much patience to watch because every <laughs> single scene just makes your skin crawl and your blood boil. Just like, why is this still going on? Why haven't you reported her to something? I don't yeah. care what to someone. And, but he, and, then, and then when he does, they just let her out. I was going to yeah, say, since do. when do they just Fuck. let like people who like, commit attempted Swing murder? Swing in 70s. No. You yeah, I didn't understand that too. I'm like, how did they let her out? Like, she clearly tried to kill. She this definitely woman. tried to kill her. Yeah. she stabbed like, her like I, 14 times. I feel like they. Uh, I feel like they totally. They totally missed like the boat on this one, and they could have had a back st- a side story where she broke out and killed someone on the way, and and got a hold of a because that would have made Shatner way mask. more fucking sense. That would have been a long drawn out scene, but I mean, yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, I mean it would have made way more sense. Film. Yeah, you could have you could have saved like forty minutes easy <laughs> in various various shots. I think I think we could have. You know what? Actually, we could have cut a short out film, the actually. entire <laughs> the entire romantic long walks on the beach bullshit. Yeah. If you cut that out and it just showed how Jessica Walter actually gets the fuck out of there. By some weird means, like she yeah. seduces somebody and but, gets out. But I, don't I get know. why they didn't do it because it does set up a really good twist. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Annabelle twist. Yeah. Oh, great. It's I great thought that twist. was fantastic. I did, great twist. I'm. I'll, I'll admit, I didn't see it coming. Anybody? Yeah, definitely. As At what roommate? point did you see it coming? Because when? At what point in the film? Dude, when they when when she was talking about getting like like she had a new roommate coming, but she hadn't met her yet and all that shit. I mean, it's like, come on, that like I, that uh, that would be my first guess as to who it was. I don't know. I feel like I feel like I feel like, I feel just, like you're using you're using like hindsight no. to yeah, come to that I agree. conclusion. They they play up the roommate thing heavy, they but did. you don't really pick up on it. You know I what it is? I, I think I think we're so used to modern films really like focusing on it. This one, it kind of feels like it glosses over a little bit, but I got what you. I, I I hear what you're saying, Chris. I didn't feel right when she called and said, "I'm going to Hawaii and I'm gone." And blah, blah. I'm like, "No way!" There's still like 20 minutes left well, in this I, movie. Oh, so, uh, so that scene happens. You pause it to see if there was more action to come. You're like, "All right, she ain't going no, no, nowhere." No. I knew, I, like, I knew something was. I knew was something was going to happen I, then yeah. too. But you don't know if she's going to show up at his house or her house when he's That's there. That's what I'm saying. The twist the is what station. I didn't see coming. I knew for a fact there was going to be a final showdown. That's without a doubt. It but has to be. her being the new roommate, because to, to to Mike's point, they do gloss over it to the to the point that I completely forgot that she had a new roommate until he calls her on the phone and she's like, "Why don't you play a new song for a, a song for us?" And I'm like, "Oh fuck, she's the roommate!" Like, God damn it! I don't know, dude. I guess, can I tell you something? That, a lot of movies. That's got a great thing too. But I want to let this be known, okay? This f- fucking movie did the close-up eyes thing, like the the. You ever seen the internet video of like the gopher or hamster where it turns and it like zooms in? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they did it before that. Yeah, because that's what it was. It. She sees the she sees the cuts on her wrist close up to the eyes, and yeah. then the, and then it's the knife, and then close up to the eyes. Oh, yeah. it's just like the freeze frame of like the wrist. It with was the a cuts freeze frame it. too. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Super grainy, like. <laughs> really bad all right guys we're gonna take a quick break and then when we come back we're gonna talk more about play misty for me we'll be right back okay but they're really not necessary not for me hey people trying to sleep here people trying to talk here how'd you like to tell it to the law 
How'd you like to go screw yourself? Hey, take it easy. Guy's just trying to sleep, that's all. All right, guys, we are back, and we're talking about Play Misty for Me. 1971 is when this movie came out, directed by Clint Eastwood, his actual first movie that he directed. Let's get into some of the technical aspects, because I do want to talk a lot about this. Um, number one, just cinematography is on point. Yeah, yeah. I'd, say it's, I'd say it's pretty good. What? I think it has its moments where it's really good, and then like some of it's just kind of ha- eh, you know, like uh, if on gonna, the budget they had, I guess. Yeah, if, I, I'm I anything, if I'm gonna knock anything, if I'm gonna knock anything, it's 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 like um, lighting in the nighttime scenes. It's a little dark, a little dark, but I did appreciate shooting uh, day for night. Did a couple of shots. Day for night. Yeah, yeah I that's, think that's I think one. they were dark on purpose, especially in the end scene at at home. Was to give you that illusion of like you don't know where she could pop out of anywhere because it's so dark. So many I shadows. Think that, I think that's yeah. more of a. I think that's more of a more of kind of a seventies thing because there's a lot of movies in the seventies that are like that where it's like the blacks are just fucking black and yeah. it's like even on HD it's like yeah I can't really see what's happening my, in that. My biggest my biggest problem, which I thought was jarring at some points, was the editing. Oh yes. yeah, there was yeah. some 100%. cuts. There were some cuts where you're like, "Did that just cut?" Like that you had fucking last twitch? cut. That last step, that final cut when he's driving to her house and it cuts between him shifting the car and and gunning it and her cutting up his fucking pa- his 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 painting. And it's just like, uh, uh, it just keeps going back and forth way too many fucking times. Yeah. It's I, so actually, unsettling. To be honest with you. That you love that scene. That was my. You love that scene. It was. It was. It was one of my favorite edits <laughs> in the entire thing. And, Weird. Mm. And there's an. And there's. Uh, well, there's this one of them I'm talking about. It's like a shot of the ocean. It's like one of those walking scenes. A shot of the ocean. Yeah. And it was like one of those ones where it's just holding on it for like a long time, and then there's just an edit cut, and it's still the same shot, but there's an edit cut like right in it. Yeah. It's really weird. The, the editing made me. I, I I blame it on the editing, I guess, but. When he first uh, thinks he sees her, like, but it's her roommate or whatever at the time. Mm-hmm. When he chased her down, I'm like, I did not pick up on what the fuck was going on at that time. I thought that like, was Evelyn, and he was like, but when I first saw that scene, I thought it was Evelyn, and she was walking to- towards his radio station, and he's like, and and I took it as, what the fuck is she doing here? So he like chases her down. Oh. And then it's like, oh, sorry, I thought you were someone else. And then she knew who he was. I'm just more confused. Yeah, I was like, so I confused at that point. I'm like, okay, I guess there's some other ex-girlfriend in the mix here. There's always another ex-girlfriend <laughs> when it comes to yeah. Clint Eastwood. Well, that's yeah, kind of yeah. why I felt like it was a too artsy. It was because of scenes like what you just described, the painting with, mixed with the shifting of the gears. Yeah. You know, just like doing shit like, like were they just trying things out? Experimental or, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I kind of like that scene, too. I'm with... Mike on this one. I think it gives a sense of urgency of him freaking out about the first three times it cuts it does. The next six feel <laughs> so uh, unnecessary. So just 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 because we were, we were talking about the editing. Uh, I looked up the editor. His name is Carl Pingatori. Oh, no. Okay. Old, old Pingatori himself. What huh? what he is known for? He uh this this must be where Clint Eastwood actually met him. He 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 edited Dirty Harry, but everything before that is pretty much. There's a lot of TV going on here. Fantasy what Island. Dirty, what year was Dirty Harry? Dirty seventy one. Same year as Misty for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Misty um, for him. Misty for Mike. And the Beguiled. <laughs> I haven't seen the. Be- oh, that's a Dirty Harry movie. What? Uh, the Beguiled. That's not a Dirty Harry movie. 
He's the beguiled. The beguiled. He's got the same Colt, uh, the long-barreled Colt. He just has. Are that. you saying the name wrong, or is that a Spanish poster you're saying? No, begu- like to beguile <laughs> somebody. To the beguile. That's not a dirty hair. I've seen them all. The okay, beguiled. hold on. The beguile. Yeah, I haven't seen the beguile. The fifth one. Abigail, you got you, you got the beguile. Abigail? You got dead, dirt, the beguiled. Dirt. 1971. While imprisoned in a Confederate girls. Boarding school and injured Union soldier. Yeah, this is definitely not fucking. <laughs> well, that sounds like sexploitation right there. Yeah. <laughs> this is definitely not a. Uh, Why don't we review that one? But in the in the in the, in the, uh, in the actually he's holding some kind of weird Colt revolver, but it's like a long barrel Colt. Um, I would say that like the again going back to the editing, the biggest problem is pacing. Yeah, totally. They, they, they again they just held on things way too long. Yeah, yeah I they definitely do. Clint Eastwood could have been Sam Wise. His girlfriend could have been Frodo. Oh, it's a okay, and they could yeah, okay. going back to it because it, there's that much walking in this movie. Yeah, they hold they hold on to. It. I, I wonder what his idea was behind that too. Is like why hold on so many shots for so long? They hold on a lot of shots. Artsy. For very, you know what I though? Know. I don't wait, know. I want I want to I want to say the jump cut really doesn't become like a big thing until like. I'm to, I'm to the passage of time kind of thing. Using the jump cut as a passage, like, like nowadays, no one actually walks to a bar, pours a drink, walks all the way back to the guy, and does it. it's always just like a big. I yeah. mean, we 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 already reviewed Vanishing Point, which has several really long shots, yes. but I feel like they they served a purpose in it. Like the the one that we discussed while reviewing that movie was when he's in the desert and he's just driving off in the distance, and it's a really long held shot. But that's also kind of like. Drive home the idea of the vanishing point and all this crap. To Cody's point, in this movie, the long shots don't really serve a purpose to to prop up or support the film in any way that well, I can see. I want to say that the, the only one that I, that I can establish as being a possible that he's trying to prop up is the fact that, I mean, I, I, throughout the entire film, I was like, why a DJ? You know? All those long shots are... are accompanied, accompanied by... Accompanied by a yeah, long... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, song which it, it almost seems like it's either playing on the radio or it's playing as like the backdrop to the entire film. Yeah, like why yeah. why is that whole relationship between him and Toby established by one long two and a half minute song to a montage of them fucking in? Like, I think it was a just a way to. I think it was a way to bring in more waterfall. like pop music into uh-huh. into film. Hold on, hold on. I now. don't know. I, I I might I might be inclined to agree with that, but at the same time, I've seen plenty of movies from the seventies that do have like love scenes are drawn out where they're where they're doing these things. You know, like that's just this is the seventies. The audience's attention spans are still really good at this point. It's not until the eighties where shit gets cut a lot shorter. People want shit happening faster. I mean, this is just the way it was done. What 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 I guess I'm asking is whether or not this is a trend that Clint Eastwood jumps on as a first time director, like, yeah, I'll do this thing because I don't think so. I think I, I think I, it was just the way movies were made. On. What do you say we rate this mammer jammer? I'm I'm down with that. Sure. Yeah. All right. We're gonna rate it records. Oh, not original. Records. <laughs> Cause he's a DJ, right? Oh, I got yeah, because he's a DJ. I got it. Baddest DJ. Here's another classic review from the Cole Film and Review guys. <laughs> All right. Uh let's go with Mike. Let's go with Mike first. Uh it's a good film. Great directorial debut by uh Clint Eastwood. I would give it a three and a half. Um we we tried to figure out like whether or not this like starts off the whole jealous lover phase. Um, we 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 came up with uh, Sunset it, Boulevard. It doesn't. So it doesn't. No, you're right. It doesn't. But it it does have that semblance of kind of like I feel like it updates it. 
You know, mm-hmm. like like no, Sunset Boulevard, Boulevard doesn't have the same feel of like a one night stand tryst that turns into a jealous lover that yeah, they... just doesn't leave. And then that continues with Fatal Attraction, and then we have other other films that that follow that as well. Um, it's done well. Um, yeah, it's a little seventies at times, but like, what are you what are you gonna do? Like, don't watch a seventies film if you don't want like that. <laughs> um, I would give this a three and a half. It's it's a strong film. It's strong performances by everybody. Jessica Walter, can I just say? Say it. Always surprises me. Whether it's like Arrested Development, which she's most known for, or like Archer or something like that. But yeah. like, like even like <laughs> the Doctor Strange, since it's out right now, the 80s Doctor Strange, she's like the best part of that shitty like 70s version of a Doctor Strange as well. Like she, she, always, she always brings it. And I think she brings it in this as well. So uh, I'm going to give this, yeah, three and a half for me. All right, next up is Kyle Smith. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, like I'm not 100% convinced this is a cult film. I do agree with Cody's statement that uh, Clint Eastwood is a cult film actor, and he definitely has has his, a following in himself. Um, I'm going to rate this movie probably three, uh, three and a half as well. It's a great film. It's a great first-time director. It's Clint Eastwood. Um yeah, he doesn't quite fit the mold of the character that's written because it's Clint Eastwood, you know? You, you can't seem like a, like I don't know, a vulnerable wuss when you're Clint Eastwood. Yeah. You just seem like you're always going to kick someone's ass at any turn, so <laughs> you know, what are you on? Everything else was done pretty well. There was a lot of shots that were held on a little too long, um, I think, that could have been easily cleaned up with editing. Again, to Mike's point, it's a 70s movie. You got long shots. It's a long movie. So... Um, I thought it was enjoyable. Check it out. It was definitely a movie that made me feel uncomfortable from start to finish. Like, I just felt, yeah, just uncomfortable and unnerved. So, he did a great job in that. So, good job. Chris? I'm not going to come in quite as high as you guys. I'm going to sit right at a 2.5. I waited a while to see this movie. I always heard, like, um, good reviews from, from people who had seen it and said it's a great psychological thriller. Um, I will agree that I enjoy like I, the story, the overall story of it, the obsessive female, him kind of being in danger. But there was just a lot of things about it that kind of made me like laugh. Like I was just like stupid. You know what I mean? Like, like the whole like him being like Clint Eastwood trying to sell himself off as this jazzy radio DJ didn't like w- really work for me. I didn't feel like Eastwood had a whole lot of range in this film. Um, I, I don't know if he was just too focused on directing the film that he just in moments where it was supposed to be emotional or, you know, it wasn't convincing for me. Although, uh, Jessica Walter, she is amazing. Mm -hmm. Like she makes this film honestly for me. Um, she's a great, you know, villain, I guess, uh, antagonist, and, uh, she really shows off her acting chops in this. I think she was actually up for like an, award or something like golden uh, yeah, Globe, I believe you're correct something like that anyways I you're correct um so i do recommend people see this movie because it is clint eastwood's first film that he directed um i'm not upset i saw it i just wish it had uh i wish it was cleaned up a little bit more i think it could have been a, a better movie if it was trim if the fat was trimmed out of it and uh I think some of the music was a little misplaced at certain times too. So like, especially at the end when she's really pursuing him uh, and there's almost no music there at all. So there's no, I feel like not much tension. Yeah. 
I'm going to give this also 3.5. Um, I really enjoy this movie. Um, if you want to see a Clint Eastwood, closest thing you're going to get to a Clint Eastwood horror movie, I play Misty for me, is it? Closest thing you're going to get to Clint Eastwood not being a badass. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> and which he still is because yeah. he punches her in the face once and she flies out a window and down a cliff. I call it the haymaker. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to give it 3.5. Uh, I really enjoy this film. Uh, it's... It's one I feel like if you're a Clint Eastwood fan, or if you're not, if you're not a Clint Eastwood fan, I should say, if you're not a Clint Eastwood fan, I feel like this is the film that you should watch. Uh, and the reason I say that is because it has other genre elements other than a western, and I feel like he's kind of bottled in that genre because of his early films, and rightfully so, he's amazing at it. Like, you know what I mean? But this is your chance to take a different look at him and 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 see him try to do something different, which I, I give him a lot of respect for, a lot of respect, because at least he tried, and he directed a hell of a movie. I mean, this is, for a first-time director, are there some problems? Yeah, but otherwise, is it a good film? You're damn right it is. It's like, you've been solid from the get-go, asshole, number one. Like, you're just that good. Like, yeah, he's just, yeah, it's it's like... As you can see the talent there, the raw talent there and where it's going to go as a first-time director. And it's it's really fun to watch this movie because of that. So three and a half for me. Uh, go check it out. That's what I got to say. Check this movie out, definitely, if you haven't done it before. If you had, good job. Three and a half from Cody. All right. All right, guys. So before we wrap up the show, I did say we were going to read off a review we got on iTunes. from This is from Pepe Passante. Number one, thank you, Pepe, for checking us out. I appreciate that. Uh, Pepe says, great podcast. One of the few four guys around a mic. We have four mics, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> We're you not don't all get this kind of, one. You, don't, yeah. you, don't, you don't get this kind of quality with one mic. You know, you put all this work into it and somebody yeah. just They just don't they just in, don't in, understand in, it. In one sentence. Just, they don't know how they don't know what go, what goes into it. I'm this. out, guys. I'm done. But it's it's <laughs> it, it's one of the few that he still listens to. Uh, and he says, I think Dick Tracy deserves less than the three walnuts, but that's just me. Thank you, Pepe. Uh, guys, if you want us to give you a shout out, you can leave us a review um, on iTunes or on the Cole Film or on the podcast, podcast app. app. Yeah. Thank you uh, for uh, for iTunes and uh, ColdFilmInterview.com. And we'll give you a shout out. Yeah. Well, guess what? You can follow Kyle. Ah! You can follow me on Instagram at ColdFilm underscore Kyle. <laughs> You fucking do that. You can, it gets you every time. Gets you every time. You can follow Chris. Follow me on Instagram at cultfilm <laughs> underscore Chris. And you can follow Mike. Hi, you can follow me at, at Mike Solicio on Twitter. I like I said, like it's, I like that it was an appear. There was on Twitter, like it was a question mark. I'm gonna do yeah. mine in the style of Clint Eastwood as a jazz DJ. You can follow Cody. Yeah. You can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram, punks. <laughs> All right, guys, that's our show for this week. Make sure you join us next week. Uh, if it's you're gonna, doing. I don't know, he's sleeping already. If you're gonna join a cult, just make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next week. <laughs>